Welcome to Archery Country Podcast. Hey, ho, Elena. Welcome back to Archery Country Podcast. This is your host, Wade. And today it is February 23rd. For those of you that live in the Midwest, you understand, especially right here west of the cities or northwest of the cities, that we got absolutely dumped on with snow. It's about 40 to 50 mile an hour winds. Gust, I should say. Not steady, but gust. And it's a blistery... What what degrees is it, boys? Mm, like 10 above? 14, 14? Maybe. Yeah. So welcome to the set. We got Keith and Dan. We are in the Rogers studio. And just so everybody is aware, we are doing this podcast during store hours. So if one of us got to step away, or if you hear the phone ring and one of us step away, bear with us. But we're just going to kind of lay back and chit chat a little bit today about the Garmin product, something that we've never done in our 54 podcast episodes. Again, we try to release them every other week. We do take November off for hunting. And, uh, but this year we're going to try to have some bank. So boys, we will start this. And like I said, warning, this is going to be a little bit more relaxed of a podcast because we are, we changed the way that we are sitting. Two of us are looking outside at a snow bank that's five and a half feet tall. <laughs> and the entrance, if you've never been to the Rogers store, you can, you can enter off. We have like our own little entrance off of the main street. That's South Diamond Lake road. And, but if it's plowed. Right now, and it's, it's not, not plowed. So we're going to see a couple <laughs> Honda Civics getting stuck here soon. <laughs> so if, yeah, it, and unfortunately, our lot is not perfect yet. But, hey, we did bust our butts and, and blow the sidewalks for you. And we got a path. So you can get in. Now, for those of you that are listening in Kansas and Oklahoma and California, you have no idea what snow is like this. Maybe in Colorado they do. but So it's going to be fun. Garmin products. Why are they so sought after? What are they, first of all? And how do we use them? And we're talking about Garmin. Now, most of you in the outdoors know about Garmin as far as fishing graphs. And you also have good watches, um, folks that hike a lot. And you also have GPS units. Garmin's kind of out there. They got everything, yeah. For the outdoor industry. What we're going to kind of concentrate on is going to be their sights. So for the compound bows, we have a couple different models, three or four models. And then also for the crossbow, I think it's a couple years old. Two years. Two years. Roughly two, two and a half. And what these are, they are digital sights, which automatically with the push of a button will range your designated target and then set a dot that's what you would use as your pin you can on some of the models you can change colors but we'll get into that but it's a range finding digital site that automatically sets where your pin needs to be depending on how far you can shoot with your bow and you set up some of them have instruments in them that are going to pre-calculate you're going to hear the word validate today uh just a lot of things so we're going to dive on into this now dan uh, has used a Garmin bow sight, compound sight, a couple of them for the last five years, four since or five years. Since they came out, yep. So since the very first release, you've mm-hmm. had one on. Yep. And most of the time you're hunting with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Keith, is you dipped into it last year or year before? 
Nope. This, uh, yeah, this so last year. 2022 22, season. Yep. Okay, hunting season. Both of these guys have been successful. Now, on the side of the crossbow, I have some friends and family that have, that have put these on some higher-end ravens, so I've got to do some extensive testing and use it in the field and see it used. So uh, kind of we've all set them up on the crossbows. But uh, that's where I'm going to be because I've never actually put one on as far as going out in the field. I put one on a bow and played with it myself, but I've never hunted with one. You've set up a lot of customers, but yeah, just you've right. never yeah. taken one out. So, so I'm going to kind of lean on your guys' shoulders. And there's a lot of questions because the very first thing that people say is, oh, I'm going to do, I'm a, I want to get a Garmin, right? You have to, unfortunately, still understand regulations in some states. Mm-hmm especially out west it's getting more and more that are accepting it but i think we're still down to five or six that i know of i'd say west of the mississippi that you have to worry about yeah there's definitely a few that still won't um, the ones i can think of are dakotas south dakota north dakota montana colorado mm-hmm. idaho mm-hmm. Uh, what else I know, I believe Wyoming. I, was they, I don't. Wyoming changed it. They did. Yep. Okay. In the last year or two. And then New, New Mexico. Mexico and Arizona yeah, are New, good. New Mexico opened up. I don't yep. think Oregon. I don't know. Oregon. I don't know. Pretty Oregon. much. Oregon. 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 Oregon Trail. <laughs> Oregon. You, you got to um, be old enough to know what Oregon Trail was. Keith, did, you, did they even have computers back in your day? Not in Pennsylvania, no. Okay, no. Yeah. <laughs> the Dutch. <laughs> um, but there are some states it's not allowed. Yeah, a lot of your Midwest states you can. So Minnesota, Wisconsin, Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska, Ohio, Illinois. Yeah, I don't know about eastern states, but we'll. You, just, anyways, the point of the deal is that's just what check, Google's for. Yeah, yeah, check the regulations because it is an investment. We'll just get that right out onto the table. This is an investment, but it takes absolutely every guesswork out of the situation so before we talk about the sites what is that important this day and age we're shooting extremely fast bows very efficient bows we have arrow setups a lot of guys will dabble into the heavy arrow build and that's where i would say this is an absolute must but here's a situation that i'm gonna roll out for you for example you're sitting in a new area new plot so you don't have your stakes or you don't have your trees marked out which i don't do anyways but you do have a range finder, right? So you have an idea of where your 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 yard ranges are going to be edge of the field or a big timber stand or wherever it may be. Nine times out of 10, that animal that you are targeting is not going to stand at 20 yards or 20 or 30 yards or 40 yards. Exactly. So every time that you add a couple yards or take a couple yards off, that can change your point of impact. Now, most of us are still shooting a pin style sight. So let's say I have 20, 30, 40 on my pins and it's a driver sight, a black gold pro with three pins. And then I can drive from 41 to a hundred. I'm not going to have my pin set up at 44 yards right? They're going to mostly be in a 10 yard increment. Now I can set them at that individual, but ranging that and the time it takes you to set it, what I'm getting at is most of the time you're going to guess. You're going to guess within a couple of yards and people are getting pretty good at it. Especially when you go out West, you might not have time to guess. So you have to, or might not have time to range, but you have time to guess, right? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. 
So where these are cool, absolutely cool. And you guys, this is where you're going to kind of take over on this podcast. You literally can hold down the remote button, which is mounted on your riser, mm -hmm. and let off. After you got a good range, and you'll you'll you, I want you guys to get into like the reticle and what you're seeing and all that. But you can let off, and it automatically tells you it's 38.4 yards or 38 yards, and it has inclination automatically cut into there so it's a 16 degree cut it's going to put your pin at 34 yards one pin one pin only there it sits execute your shot life is good the nice part about that is it's a dot rather than a pin now too so all you have nothing to look through and all it is is a dot that so lights it's, up it's like a holographic yeah yeah you know. which is you know like we in the target world that's what we use Right. For an aiming point is we have a lens with no pin stem, no nothing from the side, back, up, down, and it's just in the center, like a center drilled lens. Mm -hmm. This has a, it's a piece of glass or plastic, but it's not actually a lens, like right. a They're powered not lens. Not magnified, right. right. I guess you could call it a lens, but it's a zero powered magnification. Sure. Correct. Yep. And that's where your, your holographic pins are going to show up. Now... Should we, should we talk about the models before we continue on? Because we're going to have to talk about setup. Like, and just warning everybody listening, this may be an hour and 25, <laughs> hour 45 minute podcast. Um, you, there's, there's four basic models when you say compound bows. So a straight vertical compound bow that most of us are going to shoot. You have the Garmin a1 mm -hmm. that is the standard model usually retails between 799 and 850 depending where you're at that allows you to have one color for your dot sequence so the, i believe it's red right yep, yep. so it's a red pin you're always going to have a red pin you can intensify the light so you can intensify the pin so it's brighter or duller and you can have one arrow setup. Am I right so far? Correct. Yep. Okay. You're doing so great. That's the Garmin A1I or A A1. A1. What's the next step from there? A1I. And so that's a green or red pin. Um, it'll sync with other Garmin products. So a Garmin, some Garmin watches, which will then tell you where your arrow should be or where point of impact should be. I've never. And, uh, I have, I, so I know, so I know somebody who's very credible. Actually, you, it's your customer that made this work. It was within five feet yeah. of it. Yep. Um, and you can have two arrow profiles. Correct. So you, you could have a, like a turkey build, extremely light arrow. Yep. And then your whitetail, you know, 500 grain build. Correct. And yep. they, it'll store memory in there. Yep. So you can switch between, it's called a profile. You can name it. You can say, you know, a, a RIP SS build, or you can name it, whatever it may be. So just a, a few more bells and whistles. That's going to retail right at a grand? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> then there is a third model that's just from Garmin, uh, A1i Pro. Mm -hmm. Is that what you ran, Keith? Nope. Oh, uh, I ran the A1i. Okay. Yep. Now, the A1i Pro, 
now we're really starting to talk about some cool things. It has a dovetail bracket. So you're going to mount a bracket onto your bow and then put the dovetail in. But the biggest change, two big changes, is it has micro adjust Mm -hmm. on your elevation, your windage, and then also your vertical and horizontal range finding axis. Yeah, there's a reticle setter. Very well said. Now, why is that important? We'll get to that. We'll get to that. And what, because there's something you have to do to, and when you're setting these up to where your eye is the range finder. But also <clears throat> on the A1i Pro, not only the dovetail, you can get it with a Matthews bracket for the bridge lock. That's an additional charge. You can pre, uh, it's not pre calculate, but the, the computer system or the Garmin, the internals on this can. It's a completely different software than the A1 and A1i. So you can type in your feet per second of your arrow, draw length, and then once you sight it in, you, you can take a couple of different measurements from sight to arrow and throw it to the grip to your sight, and it'll pretty much know what your arrow drop should be out to. Yeah, it should build your out, stack. Yeah, out to 80. Um. I believe so. Otherwise, I believe, yeah, it I might, go, so. might go further. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think, believe you're right. Yep. I think the furthest I've seen was 80. Yeah, I believe Pretty so. I, I believe the crossbow version is the same unless you go beyond that. Yeah, right? You can go, if you're right. shooting a faster setup, you can yep. extend it beyond 80. Yep. You just have to do it more oh. manual. Though. So what, what we're saying is you can literally, <clears throat> we've done this, you take a Garmin A1i Pro, you put it on, have us install it, or you install it yourself. If you can read, you can you can run through this setup as long as it's set up correctly. Now you're going to get a zero mark or 20 yards. You're going to enter again, you said feet per second, mm-hmm. your arrow weight, your arrow diameter, your measurement from arrow to sight when your rest is activated up, also from sight to throat. And that's giving you just a, that's a ton of information. For those of you that know what Archer's Advantage is, um, it's using a similar, uh, what's the word? Not calculations, but analytics is not the word either. Algorithm. Algorithm. Yep. Gosh, I was <clears> on it. You were. It was coming. It was out. right there. I've seen it. It was right there. Anyways, it's and it's it's really it is very it's pretty accurate. It's very accurate. Yep. So now I told you earlier you're going to hear the word validate. It does give you an option to validate your pins, or do you, if you, you can choose one or the other, you can skip validation and the Garmin says, here you go. You have pins out to 80 or you can validate. And let's say you go back to 50, it'll rain. You'll range 50. Then you'll, you're basically sighting in your 50 yard pin. Mm-hmm. And again, if you, if you, if you can't read or if you can't see the screen, you got to have some help on that because it'll say, did you hit the bullseye at 50 yards? And you say yes or no. Did you hit high or low? And you actually have to go down and measure. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very detailed process if you're going to validate that. Now, back up to the Garmin A1i and the A1, you're going to get it set up at 20. Then it's going to have you back up 10 yards. Once the rangefinder reticles. Yep, once we have a reticle. Then you back up 10 yards and do the same thing with 30. Did you hit the bullseye? No. Did you hit high or low? Low. Your lefts and rights, you're going to take care of. And it'll, it'll walk you through this on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
So it, it's nothing. What I, I guess what I'm getting at is there's there's different models for different things, but it is never it is not overcomplicated. If you if you have an iPhone, you can figure out a Garmin site. Yeah, if you can set up a new TV at home and hook up to Wi-Fi, you can you can set up a Garmin. It's that easy. Yeah, yeah, they do walk you right through it. It's overwhelming to look at, and you go you just like you say, it takes you step by step. Mm-hmm. For us, let's just say we set up 300 of these last year. It's annoying. We skip through it so fast and we're like, and then we got to take, you know, we take it for granted. Like, okay, hang on. I got to go back and show the customer this just in case. But I, what it, it, it takes maybe 10 minutes for you to install it. 10 minutes to mm-hmm. site it in. Probably done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm asking you guys, I, I keep looking at these guys because they literally, Dan's had one since they released. Keith set his up. <clears throat> you shot two deer with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how far? 32 and 22, I think, something like that. The other one was close. but Those shots are stored, so we can go back and tell. We can double check. But it. even your practice, all those shots are stored, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know how yep. many? I have never played with my shot counter, no. But uh, you, but can, you can. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> all right. So the basis, that's, there is another model as well. The A1i Pro also has a Hoyt version, which is going to be the Picatinny mount that we can put on the front of the riser. Believe it or not, it lightens it up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same technology as it's a, it's an A1i Pro, just, just a Picatinny mount. Different so, mount, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Won't even go into the bridge lock, mm-hmm. you know, taking that mounting block off and taking mm-hmm. their dovetail out and putting mm-hmm. the mat. You know, you still shave looks, a little bit of weight there. Yeah, and it looks pretty slick too. Yeah. Yep. So I'm going to be honest with you guys. When I first started working full time here, I looked at that thing and I said, "No, <laughs> I'm like, I hate to say it, but I'm, I'm a purist. You know, I'm, I'm going to have pins. This is the first year I'm going to run one. Mm-hmm. I broke down, and and the reason being, and it's not even that I had mishaps. It's not that I missed. It's not that I misjudged. It's just I don't want to, and I'm a gadget guy." And I got to watch. You're more, yeah, gadgety. Say, yeah. You're more gadgety than all of us. Here, so, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's kind of a, well, you've been, you've been kind of, you know, asking me why I haven't for the last couple of years. And then, and I didn't even know you were interested, Keith. And the next thing you know, you had one on. Well, the big thing for me was, well, you guys actually, these guys helped me figure out that it was probably a good idea shooting a lower poundage. That's now. right. Yeah. That's it, why it, we did. Yeah. yeah it helps you with the lower, the slower your bow, actually, you're probably better off having a garden Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because it, because that forgiveness can be so much more severe yeah. without it. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that. Why, like we said, this is an investment, okay? Why is it so turnkey, easy to use? Why are so many people doing it? Why do you guys do it? I, you kind of already answered this, but but what is the significance of having this on your bow? Uh, like the biggest thing is we look at each like, other who's going right it, it can go two ways um like where i i bear hunted this year i my bait was set at eight yards so there's no reason to to shoot further than eight yards and i can set a pin for eight yards and then it just stays right there the whole time what do you mean <clears throat> you you can use you, you can preset a pin or yep really preset a pin so that's what i didn't know so if you know that you're going to shoot, that you have a, a buck coming in into a bean field and there's one trail he's going to take, 
you can set it for if it's 24 yards you can set a pin so it's just always set for 24 do you still have to activate it mm-hmm. okay yep but if it, let's say that bear or that deer moved or didn't come in can you rearrange and, mm-hmm. and yep. it'll automatically yep. Yep. you put can still in. do that yep i did so know bear that. comes in i know it was eight yards drew back mm-hmm. i didn't have to i just tapped the button yeah pins right there and i didn't have to range or do anything and then the exact opposite is in kansas the deer was at 40 on the edge of a creek he turned to walk away i didn't have to pull out a range finder and range them or anything i just drew back my bow i it was all right there draw back put the dot on them 49 yards if you want to stop them you can or whatever and that was it. For rut hunting, it's awesome because no matter where that buck is, if, if he's chasing a doe or whatever, and if he's set for 20, and he takes off chasing that doe and you stop him at at 37, that's all you have to do is stop him, range, kill him. Yeah, easy. It's, <clears throat> for, for rut hunting, it's Well, and, and not awesome. only, you know, it's not only the ease of range. Every, every time you reach for your range finder, you have to move. Your release hand has to be off of your release. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the most part, your release has to be off the string if you're a right-handed shooter or left-handed. Mm-hmm. I guess you could hold it and then use your left hand, but you're, what I'm getting at is you're moving. So if you are, your buck is chasing a doe out there at 40 yards like you're doing, but you didn't see the doe that's seven feet behind you, and you move, you could blow the whole deal. Mm-hmm. Where literally what Dan is saying is you're, you're at full draw when you're ranging this animal and yep. setting your pin. So you already started your shot execution. Now you're just going to start your release execution after the pin set. You never have to let down, yeah. You can just, and you can constantly range to a scan you just that, Yeah, if you just, yep. you can hold it down. And if he is chasing that doe the whole time, you can scan him the whole time. And once you let off, it's set. Yep, kill him. Yep. Now you were hunting, <clears throat> were both of yours in the, in the thick, timber mm, not real thick edge yeah one was on an island but it was pretty open um that was a closer shot the other one was in the timber but really worked out nice because like i say me shooting lower poundage you know you were the, shooting 50 50 yeah, 55 for deer and then how fast were you shooting because you went with a little bit lighter arrow yeah i was well yeah i was shooting like 260 or something you know but, where you I'm, know that's and it's good for our listeners to hear that because not only is there youth or women or there's some some guys that just, right. they're shooting 60 pounds but they have a heavy arrow mm-hmm. you know they come in and buy a sight and we try to put on a sight tape and it only goes to 244 we can't it, there's not a sight tape right you know you have to make one Yep. yeah and the bigger end of that in my opinion is that deer takes two steps after you're while you're putting your rangefinder away and getting hooked up. Well, what is that? You know, four yards, five mm-hmm. yards. That that's a big difference. Right. That if, if if especially if you're, you know, say you look down and put your rangefinder away or hook the release on, you know, and you're going to have that couple at least a couple of yards, and um, it's a big difference when you're not shooting the faster speeds, right. you know. And the guy shooting two ninety to three hundred, whoop you do. But right. I agree for your lower poundage, your your slower, your heavy arrow guys. Yeah, like that's is, a very good. Yeah, it doesn't even need to be low poundage; just heavy arrows would be a big deal. Right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And the big <clears throat> thing is that, like, the big thing I had to get right in my head trying to switch over because I've shot a single pin for so long, and I'm so used to just center the center of the housing center of the pin and the, you know, the pins always in the middle of your housing. That was my biggest challenge was trying to keep the site housing centered in my peep and run the, 
you know, and then go to wherever that pin is going, you know, and so the, the nice thing about that that allows you to, to work through that is when you use, when you range, there's a reticle lights up when you're on that button. And once that reticle goes away, your pin lights up. So then, you know, okay, there's my pin. I'm going to go to it and go. But so what I think you're, you're kind of saying, because you and I and Dan both, like when we grew up, we had a fixed pin, like even if we had seven fixed pins, Mm -hmm. like driver sights weren't a thing. <clears throat> so you're changing your angle. Let's say we had to take a 70 yard shot. We would go down to our sixth pin, mm-hmm. but you still had to line up your peep with your housing mm-hmm. and find your seventh pin and then relearn. Like, I mean, it's natural instinct, but nowadays when we have a dual pin, a single pin, or even maybe three, when we drive that site down to get to 70 yards, right? that changes the dynamic because your scope housing is different. So now you have to relearn how to anchor because if you shoot further and you move a sight down, you're, you're peeping, you're, you, most guys are going to anchor lower with right. their release, find their peep. And then that's why it's, it's a pretty good idea to like try to center your, your aperture of your peep and your housing mm-hmm. because that's a constant. That's another mm-hmm. anchor. Um, and that's how I shoot. I mean, that's what shooting a single yeah. pin. That's all. I mean, that's my, I focus more on that than anything. Well, so I how many shots did it take you to get used to it? So I actually, oh, I don't know, probably maybe a hundred, if that. But the re- the reason that was is I would shoot. I shot my pin stack in the first time, and then realized I start looked at my stack and I thought, what the heck's going on? I went back and shot it again, and then realized on those longer shots I started falling out of the housing because of just looking at where the pin was in my peep mm-hmm. or the dot, you know. And uh, so that took a little bit to get used to, but not a not a deal breaker by any means, you know. And an, and another benefit, because right after we get done with this sentence, I think we should go into how you set them up, because we keep saying words like reticle, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, it's that's one of the major points of setting these up. But if there's a situation, because rangefinders are rangefinders, we have reflective and non-reflective targets. A deer is a non-reflective target. A street sign is reflective. A tree is reflective. Every once in a while, let's say that you're hunting in some CRP grass that's just as tall or shoulder height of an animal, and you're in a scan mode, and it keeps going 42, 57, 52, 47, 50, you know, you can double-click on the remote, and you have a fixed pin sight. Yep, if you just tap the button, your fixed pin will. Just one tap, okay. So if you just tap the button, you have a fixed pin sight with all your pre-calculated pins, and I believe it goes green red green you or can does do it, it however you want however you, you want do, it you can do three greens one red and then three greens again you can so you can, you can really customize so if there's a situation where you're unsure of the range or it varies you can have if you know he's between 47 and 53 put your 50 yard pin on him and let it go mm-hmm. right so you can click it and then you have fixed pins have you guys had any trouble with these in cold rain fog hot no condensation no no nope. you've hunted with it pretty cold mm-hmm. nothing Mm-mm. it's a it's two triple a highly recommend energizer lithium it will not work with regular so you need a, a it needs to be a lithium lithium battery. yep um and i always just have some in your pack but it the it, you it'll it, even if you shoot a lot you can get well over a year Perfect. I've I've gone. I say you ran. You ran almost a couple of years. Three, four years yeah. Yeah. on 
on my original A1. Um, all right, so... And there is a battery indicator, too. Yep, in it's a, yep. There, there's a lot of stuff, and we haven't even talked about the crossbow. You look like you are sitting in the Maverick cockpit of a fighter jet if you wanted it to when you look at the crossbow deal because you can have a level indicator. You can have the compass in there. You can have everything. Target lock. It's like a video it, game. I mean, it, it literally will tell you to pull the trigger, stupid. Yeah, I mean, it will. It, it's that way. But anyways, okay, setup. Bolt the sight on, right? Run your, your you're going to have a remote. So that cord ties into the head unit of the Garmin, and then you wrap it around your riser and down to your grip, wherever that is. That comes with some nice black adhesive tape that's very comfortable. That's all mounted. You two take us through what we do in the shop or what you do on your bow, and then what peep you recommend, because it's a little bit bigger housing. Mm -hmm. I'd say it's two inch, maybe a little bigger. Roughly two inch, yep. which is great because you can see everything. Yep. But just take us through what I'm getting at. Let's just say I'm going to take a Garmin. We're going to go with the A1i Pro. Take and set it up. You between you two. Sure. Yeah. Well, Dan's better at it, but we'll. You just chime in, Dan. <laughs> um, I'll cut you off. <laughs> <I'm just joking>. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so when you go to the range, um, you start with the reticle. Well, I always start trying to do the reticle and the initial sight in kind of at the same time because you can cheat it a little bit. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Dan. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is that how you do it too? Because I don't even, yep. I, I don't know how we, if we all do it the same. Um, I just follow the directions yeah. because I don't, like I said, I've never had one, but right. you guys are giving us a little insight of, right. it, it will walk you through what to do. Yep. But continue. So as far as the reticle goes, what we talk, what we're talking about there is, there will be a series of marks on your screen when, at, when you press that button to range. And that, that's probably the hardest part of setting someone else's up. I say hardest, the most time-consuming. Because they end up, what happens is you've got, a, you've got a very small circle, you've got a dot, and then you've got a, a series of arrows or that end up looking like lines of people that are in a... If you look at it really quick, it just looks like a bigger circle with all this stuff mushed into it, right? So it, what we try and do with people is get them to understand that what they're looking for without looking for the other people, without drawing the bow, or at least I do. And so that they can see, oh, okay, that's the little circle I'm going to be looking for. That's the dot I'm going to be looking for. And then the arrows, and you, we can change the brightness or, you know, to, to help accommodate certain people's eyes to me that's the most time consuming but if you if you start with people like they don't understand it because most of them don't when they're beginning then it goes a little bit smoother um so you basically are once you get that reticle set or vice versa if you want to do the reticle or sight in you're what you're doing with that reticle is making sure that you're when you draw that bow and you range that hit that button that rangefinder is pointing exactly where you're looking in the middle of your peep. <clears throat> and to me, that's the most important part of the entire thing. Because if you're not like we've had people that tried to set them up themselves and end up calling in and saying, Hey, we, you know, I, I was ranging, I shot at a deer at 20 and I shot way over his back and you know, then we bring it in and they said, well, you, you know, the reticles off. So, um, so from there, so you're setting your arrow wait, speed and then wait. also, yep. Yep. There you go. Yep. 
And then once you do that, like he said, basically the best thing to do is go to 20 yards, cite in your 20-yard dot. Once you do that, it's going to ask you to align your range-finding reticle. And what you're doing in there is you're taking your 20-yard dot and you're lining up your range-finding reticle, which is basically in tied with your 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 20-yard dot. So that's that's aligning up the internal range finder on the Garmin site with your 20-yard dot, and which we'd help you with this too. But it's um, once you have that set on the Pro, you you basically can go through the system, and it was throw to the grip weight, and also arrow then to the bottom the of the housing to, to your center arrow. arrow. Yep. And then you can pretty much be done if you want. Now, if you're talking an A1, which is the base model, or the A1i, once you sight in at 20 yards here and you get your range-finding reticle set, you then need to step back 10 yards to 30 yards, yep. and it's basically going to tell you to shoot shoot a group. So you're going to go to 30 yards, you're going you're gonna to draw back, you're going to range the target. It's going to say, do you want to use 30-yard range? You're going to hit yes. It's going to tell you to shoot a group. If you shot two and a half inches low, it's going to say, were you accurate? Yes or no? You just scroll. Yeah. To did no. you hit the Did yep. you hit the bullseye? Yep, exactly. You hit no. It's going to ask, did you hit high or low? You would hit low, and you'd scroll to two and a half inches, and it's going to say, shoot another group. By then, it pretty much the computer knows exactly what your drop is. Yep. Generally, it's you're going to be hitting the bullseye at thirty, and then it's going to tell you to step back another ten yards. Which, and that's what we're doing with the A one I. In the A one, in the A one, correct. We're validating our yep. pins. Yep, exactly. And with the like with the, any of the A ones, what you know, we're we're going to end up shooting the stack in. So when people are when they leave here, when they turn their rangefinder on it or their sight back on at home, it'll be telling them to move the move back ten yards. Yep, and that's so where they're going to start again. And that saves that's, everything. Yep. So yep. you're gonna, your twenty will be done when you leave. Yeah, you're slamming arrows at 20 yards. You're happy. Everything's done. We shut the range fi- or we f- shut the Garmin off. When you turn it back on, it automatically says English. <clears throat> click yes. Yards. Click yes, and it'll say back Continu- up to con- 30 yards. Continue. Continue pin ca- uh, calibration. Yep, and then it'll yep. say go to 30 yards, and then you have to range. Now, to rewind, why is this reticle important? Why can't I just hand Dan my bow and do that? Why can I not take Joe Schmo's bow? We can get it close, but every archer has different torque, different grip style, different anchored positions. So, yes, we should all look through the peep the same, but if you grab that bow and torque it, that little green circle that you need around your dot is going to be the left or the right of it. So we need to set it up with the shooter. Again, to reiterate why is this so important is so that when you are running your bow and ranging with your Garmin, it's ranging what you're looking at, not what I was looking at or not what I do with your bow. Exactly. Drawlings are different. Mm-hmm. People's now, faces are different. We've gotten really, really good. We'll take the bow, rather be the A1 or A1I or whatever it may be. We'll walk in the back room. We'll get it so that it's pretty close. So then when we go, like he was saying, we go over and the guy holds it up and kind of finds where that circle is. He knows what he's kind of looking at. And then when he gets to full draw, it's not... The arrow's pointing down and to the left, or there's three arrows, because it'll tell you what it's doing. And again, this is all in the Bible of the Garmin, and it's also on the screen. Right. Especially There's a lot of YouTube videos for this, too. So it's like trying to explain somebody 
an iPhone works mm-hmm. over a podcast, it's it's tough. Yeah, but um, regardless. If you it buy one not, from us, there yeah. it's a free setup. So we'll and we'll we do it you. all. We have guys that will call us. You know, uh, let's say they bought it in May and it'll be August. They're getting ready for their hunt and they're like, "Man, Dan, I what? I'm missing a step." And the cool thing is, we grab ours, we turn it on, we, 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 we do, walk do, you done yeah. and over the phone, and you be on the range, and then they hit center and they're happy. Now that we have kind of that setup on there. Another extremely cool deal about the A1i Pro is we have extended range. So there's, the housing is only big enough for, let's say, let's take example, your bow that you shot last year, Dan. What was your furthest pin that it would allow you to shoot? Um, I think 87 or something. Or And did you have the Pro? I forgot to ask. No. Okay, so now this year when you have the Pro, if you wanted to, you can have a whole nother sight bracket extended down from 80 to 160, maybe. And this is on a video. We we can even attach the, it's from Garmin. Uh, The guys at Heartland Bowhunter did this, and they did it, Vit showed you. So you can have your max distance at the standard setting, 80 yards. You can drop you take you take and memorize where that's at you can drop your whole bracket down to where your arrow still clears and you have your extended range or what they call sharpshooter range or something that's it's labeled in there pro setting and then you can have your extended out because it only goes as far as your bow can shoot in that housing so how does that work for your range finding reticle then if you're moving your housing down uh again that's on that video (laughs) i i've never heard of that so Uh, after this podcast i'll bring it up so you guys can see it and you'll never i'm going to say this you're probably never going to do this in the field oh yeah it's just for you know i i assume if if somebody took this to attack event and you had to rip a mountain goat at 120 now you can do it or just going out and playing recreational yeah but uh that is that is available on the a1i pro um, what are you going to run this year? Do you know? I don't. Um, I might just run that. What you have? Yeah. That's a one. I, a one. I, yeah. You're going to run the pro. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but I'm probably going to run the pro. Maybe. I don't. Jack's don't. got a, a one, I believe. Oh, he does. Yes. A one. A one. A one. Now, Jake, the owner of archery country, like you has had one on since the beginning. Mm-hmm. He's got four different bows set up right now, and there's four Garmin's on him. Yeah. He w- unless he's going to a state where it wasn't allowed, but I don't think he's gonna. He won't shoot anything but a Garmin. He he will yeah, like um, he lives to. and breathes it. Yeah. I would even say, let's say you're getting a setup, and instead of buying a really nice stabilizer set, like you're gonna probably hear maybe pushing towards this more than that. And I'm starting to understand why. Well, when you look at it, so. An A1, which is probably our best seller. Yep. That's their base model, 800 bucks. Yep. What does a good rangefinder cost you? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, right here. 399 499 599 680 Yep. Right and there. a site. Yeah. And then What's a site cost you? Right. Exactly. Good site. Minimum? 300 bucks. Yeah. Well, 200 Yeah. Yeah. People will ask, you know, is it, why, why would you spend that much on a, you know, and then they come over and start looking at the rangefinders. Range right. You know, With I'm like, angle well, compensation. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a big the, thing. That's right. the perfect time. You and know, could totally save it. your hunt too, because then you're not screwing around with a handheld rangefinder. Right. And let's say you're coming in for a restring. 
like perfect time. I'm gonna up. I want to update. Well, why not make your life easier? Yeah, an update. Just just get a sight and and strings, and we've breathed the life back into your bow. You can take a ten year old bow, and now you're gonna be as accurate or more accurate than you've ever and like been. Like I said, if you're shooting an older bow, this yes. helps even more. Because if yeah. you're shooting a slower bow, yeah. or if you're shooting a slower setup, yeah. this is where it's gonna help you. All right, let's drive into this. The most expensive Garmin product on the shelf, besides the the live fishing graph <laughs> it is the garmin x one eye that is for crossbows it uh i think you can mount it on any crossbow that has a picatinny rail mount mm-hmm. that dude right there takes all of the guesswork and the first question you're gonna get is well i already shoot a crossbow that shoots 400 or 430 feet per second why do i need you know why why here's why that's a lot of circles to go from 20 to 100 yards in your scope. That's a lot of clutter. That's a lot of in the heat of the moment. Again, I range that deer is at 68 yards. So I'm going to use my 70-yard circle hold on the heart. Try to remember that. Try to do it efficiently. It can be done, but why not make it simple? You got a little trigger remote right by your, we usually mount it on by the trigger block, so your forefinger or your thumb. Or you can have the button up on top of the scope, range, shoot, done. Now, I have used the pre-calculated, you know, that your, your crossbow is now sighted into 80 yards. Mm-hmm. In a situation like a crossbow, because we shoot so incredibly fast that we lose, we're shooting a 400 grain bolt between between 390 and 414 grains you lose more velocity at longer yardage shooting that fast so i strongly recommend validating your pins if you want to shoot longer and also you need to do that if you want to shoot further than 80 yards you have to validate your pins you got to go back to 100 and range it set up that yeah however far you think you're going to shoot like chad little's Yep. He said he wanted to shoot to 130. Yep. So I brought it home. I ranged at 130 because I was like, I got a big enough target. I yep. should hopefully hit it. Yep. I smoked the X. It, it was yep. incredible. It knew exactly a, after typing the feet per second of that bulk. I think it was an R29X. Mm-hmm. Typing in four, it was like 438 or something for feet per second. It was spot out to 130. And I took my colon offers, and that's actually the second one I did. Um, out at the farm, I could same thing. The fence is 132 yards. I went, checked my 80. It was within two inches. Then I went 130. And then the same thing. It was done once you validated your pin that far. Um, the the crossbow scope is actually not not any heavier than a standard scope. So you're not adding. I mean, it might be a couple a ounces, bit, but, but yeah, it's not. Um, I like how short it is and compact. And you're, when you talk about your optical viewing, like, you know, when you get closer, your eye relief on a scope, they're very easily to focus in. You have a focus knob on the eye cup. And you can control your intensity of your brightness on all of that stuff that's going on in there. You can also change your color. So you can go green, magenta, blue, purple, red, I mean, there's a plethora. I think yeah, there's seven one, colors. Ton- yeah, yep. I think and, you're right. And all these Garmin products, too, they actually all have auto dimmers, too, if you want. 
So you can. How do you do that? Is it in a settings or yep, is it automatic? It's in the, it's in okay. the settings. So you can auto dim or you can manually dim or bring. Yeah, because you were telling a customer a couple of years ago, you were set up on a, and a deer came in and you you literally changed your brightness yep. on the spot because you were hunting high noon mm-hmm. and then it got later in the yep. evening and you had to use it. Yep. Uh, w- once you practice with it. You get used, yeah, you just yeah. get used to it because you're just hitting up and down arrows at that point when right. it's in hunt mode. Okay. Yep. Uh, pertaining to that. So I, I walk out to my stand, I get in my stand, I knock an arrow, hang my quiver up or whatever I'm doing, I get set, I just push the power on button. Mm-hmm. And it's it down on. for two seconds or so and it'll yep. power on, you'll yeah, see you'll the see Garmin symbol. Yep. And then it's in hunt mode. And it's ready to rock. And all you have to do is wake it up. Yep. It, it, it goes to sleep, but it doesn't shut off. Correct. correct. Yep. Yep. For all day sit? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, like I said, that A1, <laughs> oh, yeah. that A1, I, I had it for three years and I never changed the battery. Okay. So you can take the guesswork out of it. Yeah. And if you have to remove the batteries, it's, you do need an Allen wrench set. It's four screws, but. Yeah. Just check your battery yeah, indication and, meter. You yeah. Know? And it's going to, yeah. it's a lithium battery. So if you're hunting super cold weather, it, it could jump around a little bit, but yeah. I wouldn't be concerned about it. Honestly, honestly, I just tell people replace your batteries every year. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't need to. Right. But it's you're a, just going to guarantee that you're not going to have any insurance. Yeah. And, 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 and honestly, not to overstep you, but you get free tuning and adjustment and setup most of the time when you buy a boat. It, the same thing goes for this. You can come in a year yeah. and say, hey, Keith, um, can you walk me through just, it? Or- just maybe check the software update because I don't feel comfortable. I don't have an account mm-hmm. set up. Boom. Takes us 35 seconds. Um, you know, might as well replace batteries. Boom. 12 it, bucks. It's you know? uncommon for to do a software they, they don't have like it's not like an iphone where every four months you have a new software update it's usually not super common to see a software update unless they change something yep um yeah. like when they first released the a1 five years ago they had a couple different updates a couple mm. of glitches and yep. not that, that it just cleans up but um it's not like Nothing it sends you an email do. every yeah. every three months right. when you do a software update you don't you don't need to right the other thing too is when you change your batteries you do not lose any settings, settings right. it's yep. all stored inside. So if you pop out the batteries, put new ones in, mm-hmm. you do not lose anything. And, and it's great. Uh, like you say, if you step up to the A1i or the or the Pro model, um, you can have two different arrow builds. I know people are like, well, wh- why would you do, who cares? Well, this day and age is different than 1990. People don't just build one set of arrows. Like we have guys that shoot these 3d events these tack events and they shoot indoor it's a light arrow setup or it's a heavy arrow so oh, that dude made it no he way he did it <laughs> yeah well yeah he, a four-wheel drive chevy yeah, he, that was a ford it was not it was bull now, i'm not a ford guy but that was a ford <laughs> i'm surprised it's not stuck <laughs> anyways we had one officially made didn't come in the parking lot but he must have went to taco bell <laughs> <laughs> he'll be big highly disappointed when they're not open but if you are or somebody that wants to dabble with the extreme FOC or, hey, I want to try a 525 grain arrow, boop, go to second arrow setting, set it up, rock and roll, and you still have your light arrow set up or middle weight mm-hmm. arrow set up. One thing, too, that I know you mentioned a couple of times was validating the pins, you know. Yep. And well, that's because I'm a geek. Well, no, yeah. one thing I was going to mention is the nice thing is, too, that if you find that your pins aren't perfect when you're out in the field and you're shooting, you can take each individual you can go to whatever pin you need to 
yeah. and make your adjustments without having to start over. Yep. You can take, you can say, oh, you know what? I'm hitting a little bit low at 60. Yep. You can go out there. You can adjust your 60 pin that and resave it. Ex- I'm so glad you brought this up because when we're doing all this at 20, we're actually moving the scope, the housing with right. our elevation and our windage. Yep. Good point. Yep. When you're doing your 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, whatever it may be, you're moving the pin in the housing on the actual yep. computer system. You're not, do not move your housing after you have your reticle set up right. and your 20 yard pin set up. Now, um, I didn't think of this until you said it earlier. You had a pin set for eight yards. Let's say I'm sighted in at 20 and the grace of God put a gobbler in front of my blind at three steps. Mm-hmm. Does it range and set it mm-hmm. or does it go to 20? No, it, it wherever it needs to be. Where it okay. needs to be, yeah. And that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. You shot three Ds enough to know if we if some right. Gil Reed puts a target at three yards, you don't use your twenty yard <laughs> pin. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yep. Um it they're just such a unique tool. And if you do have a Garmin watch, if you if you have uh, you have to be I don't remember what model it is. I think it's the model above the instinct. It's a uh my my instinct will work. I think instinct or Phoenix. Phoenix and so yeah. Anyways, so you can dial that all in and they will talk to each other. So if you're not shooting lighted knocks or something happens and you shoot an animal, you can go to your last shot, yes, and it says fifty eight yards. Okay. So you know from your tree it's fifty eight yards, but remember we don't have a rangefinder. You can go to your watch and it'll walk you right to where it should the point of impact should have been within five feet so you can look for first blood you can look if it's a pass-through that's a pretty good pretty cool you yeah know, that's really cool. setup i've so, never tested it and i i know we're gonna test it this year i think we should yeah we're gonna so the garmin a1 the garmin a1i the garmin a1i pro that is the dovetail system will still all of those will fit on any bow put on the side the regular mounting holes the Garmin A1i Pro, you can get a dovetail bracket to fit in the bridge lock of the Matthews from the V3X and the Phase 4. Those two models. The Hoyt has a Picatinny mount model. Can you buy? You ha- you have to buy the A1i Pro Hoyt edition. You can't get a Picatinny mount, I don't think, or can you? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, we haven't done it here i don't know if you can well, yeah, we should I look mean, into we it have, though, yeah. we have four of the a1i pros but let's say you happen to have a one already i'm i'm sure you can buy the buy the bag, i would think because if you switch and get a hoyt and you want to put it on there right yeah so they're probably they're probably out there um we didn't talk about peep size it's a little bit bigger housing you guys running a 316 size or a quarter i ran a quarter I think I was still running a three sixteenths on mine. And you're a twenty eight and a half, twenty nine yeah. inch draw. Yeah, it was twenty nine on the Hoyt. So if you're, I think if you're if if you're a shorter draw, you might be able to get a tw- shorter than twenty nine. Probably yeah. a three sixteenths is okay. Quarter better lighting. If you're longer than that, probably a quarter. Or opposite. I meant I meant to opposite. say yeah, that yeah, if yeah, you're yeah, shorter. Yeah. A bigger peep must. Yep. Yep. Longer draw. Longer draw. You could probably get a three sixty. Yeah. Yep. So twenty nine and above, you can get away with what you want. Uh, I'd say twenty eight and a half and lower. You're probably going to go a quarter inch peep. Yeah. Just so you can see, because there is a level. 
there is an instrument gauge on the top that tells you yardage, tells you your angle cut, tells you what it's going to set for. Is that important in the heat of the moment? No. You're probably not. Your level is, but. You're going to look at your range, but you're not going to look at your. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to fixed on it. You're not going to be fixed on the top of that. Right. Um, We always have something here that you can look at before buying. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, usually we have one or two mounted on a bow that you can you can kind of play with. Uh, there's a demo mode. Usually we have that on. The the crossbow scopes fly off the shelf. So not every day will you have a crossbow scope, but we'll get it out and we'll treat you right. There's a ton of YouTube videos on this. Um, turkey hunting, I guess, is going to be the first that I will use it. You guys, are you turkey hunting this year with the bow? If I turkey hunt, it'll be with the bow. bow. Probably. I think I probably will. Do you have your Garmin mounted yet? Do you know what bow you're putting it on? No. Okay. <laughs> you don't either? Or you do? I don't see I, your bows I every don't, day. I don't know what I'm going to put it on yet. Turkey hunting? No. Yeah. <laughs> Hard no. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. You can bow fish with it, I guess, if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, green green or red pins on the standard compound for the A1i and the A1i Pro, just red pin for the A1. Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't need anything more than that. uh, Are we missing anything? I don't think so. Again, you're going to want to be somewhat present. You can always change it, but when we set your remote, uh, I like to use my middle finger on my grip. I don't know what you guys like to do. That's what I do also. It's on the front of the riser. I guess you could put it on the side, but uh, your thumb side, not the f- not the palm side, yeah. but your thumb side. You could reach around, but usually, if you're if you're holding your bow correctly, you're just gonna touch it with your middle finger. Yeah. That way, it's you know less torque inducive or any of that situation. I'd say we set ninety, at least ninety percent of them that way. At least once uh, in a while, somebody will ask to move it, but it's, yeah, it's so we have more more requests to move the crossbow. Right. Some guys like it in the forefinger. Some like it on the thumb. Mm-hmm, you can yeah. run it right or left-handed. Yep, yep. Uh, they are right-hand or left-hand specific yep. on the compounds. On the compounds, mm-hmm. yep. Crossbow, it doesn't matter. You got it. Hmm. What else should we talk about <laughs> with this? We do, it, we have another, it's not just Garmin. There is one other brand that we do carry uh, for the crossbow. Or we do have them for both. That's the Burris Oracle X and the Oracle 2. Uh, gives you other options. Not as enjoyable, I would say, to when you're looking through because you actually have a pin stem. So there's a vertical rail in the, in the compound. Um, I would say hands down if you're going to put down that kind of money, Garmin is the number one seller. Yeah, there's a reason for by it. By far, yeah. Um, I'd say it's 20 to one. Absolutely. If not more. Yeah. More probably than that. But you can find them at, uh, all of you, all of the archery country locations. I believe they're online as well. Uh, Brainerd, also Waite Park and here in Rogers. More than happy to show you the details. Hook them up, watch some YouTube videos. And come in and check them out. That is the Garmin products. It's the bow sights and also the crossbow sights. Guys, it's been an enjoyable morning. We're going to get to... Uh, we didn't have one customer. No, we had some phone calls. Yeah. But 
it'll work out pretty cool on behalf of everybody at archery country we surely appreciate you guys make sure that you subscribe to our youtube channel also subscribe to this leave a review if you don't mind kind of helps us out in the whole deal so we can give you some more great content on behalf of everybody see you on down the road Thank you for listening to Archery Country Podcasts.